everyone, thank you so much for joining me here today. I got the infamous Ben Culp here. He's a, he's a friend of a good friend of mine who's a great coach. Um, I, I know her by Kay. Her real name is Karen. And um, Ben, I wanted to reach out to you just speaking with Kay and just, just understanding and just having her tell me her version of the story of raising your kids. And, and she talks about you often and how you show up and like the powerful husband that you are. And, but not only that, the power, but like what, what, a, what a great father that you are. I wanted to have you on here, and I'm I'm really happy that we we're able to connect. Yeah, I'm glad. And this is our first time first time meeting this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, for those of you who don't know, Ben, how many kids do you have? What are the names? We've got uh, two boys, 21 and 17. Awesome. And what would you say is your happiest memory so far being a dad? <laughs> um. You know, it's tough. Definitely the, the day they're born is like incredible. Um, you know, with our first one, Max, he was an emergency C-section. So it was quite the incredible day, um, you know, getting, getting through all of that and then finally getting to meet him. And then with Jay, it was kind of, we had a planned C-section. So it was like, all right, this is cool. And, and actually Karen surprised me, um, she had, we decided not to know the sex of the, the babies, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, when Jay was born, uh, after he was born, I'm holding him. She's like, Oh, here, there's a, there's a card for you in the, in the, in the book I brought to read just in case I, you know, she would get bored after <laughs> childbirth. <laughs> and, you know, I open it up and it says, you know, congratulations on your son. And I'm like, hold on a second here. <laughs> I didn't think we knew. <laughs> Like, cause uh -huh. she had this time. Like, is there another one for a girl? She's like, no, I found out and, you know, uh -huh. knew you didn't want to know. So, um, you know, those, day, those, those days are in one way, those are the best days, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, uh, really kind of an incredible thing that, um, that humans can do. Um, but you know, there's, there's, I'm horrible when it comes to things like what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's been a lot of, of really good times. And, um, you know, with each kid, there's probably a different moment um, that I would say is, is my favorite. And, you know, like I said, it, it's tough for me to say what my favorite is, but it's definitely when the kids kind of discover something that, and they're like, did you know this dad? Yeah, <laughs> I've known about it but to them. It's like the most incredible thing. It could be catching a fish or, you know, looking under a rock and just realizing how, how not just innocent, but how open their minds are to everything. Wow. So it's pretty, it's, they've taught me, they've changed me. You know, they've taught me so much. You know, I, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I know <laughs> I see this in my 21 year old. You know, oh, this is the, uh, I know everything. <laughs> this is cool. I'm ready to take on the world. And your kid comes and it's like, holy cow, I didn't know any of this. In what way would you say they've also changed you? Um, they've definitely made me um, open my eyes to how different people are. I really thought they would be, in a sense, who I made them to be, mm -hmm. but when they're born, you see their personalities. 
And, you know, if you try to change those personalities, I would assume it goes very badly. You know, they are who they are. And so I had to learn to work with them. They're very different from me in some ways, in many ways, they're very different from me. So I was really kind of surprised at that. And so I had to, had to learn to work with who they were. You know, I had this, I remember telling Karen, I'm like, when we have kids, you know, they're going to be perfect. When I say, get over here, they're going to stand right by my side and they're going to be quiet. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, it's not like that at all. And I couldn't, I couldn't really be that father after seeing how they were, you know, they really are their own people. Um, So they really taught me to, to, you know, respect the differences in people and understand that, that people are really different, not just the way they're brought up, but who they are from when they're born. Yeah. And I'm curious because, you know, you, you hear a lot of these stories about dads, like, like, like dad wanted, like I, I was, um, I was talking to, to a gentleman the other day. He was like, yeah, like I wanted my son to play baseball. Like I loved baseball and I wanted him to play it. And, and his son was playing baseball because his dad wanted him to, not because of him. And like, fortunately there, there was a lot of great lessons, but I've heard that story more often than not where the kid just hates the game and, and he just hates how his dad treated him and now he showed up and I'm curious like for you like what what was the challenging aspect of raising kids who were just different from you and and you had two so so now they're both it's not like they're both the same they're both different too yeah so you know it the challenge is is recognizing in yourself you have to make a change you know to accept them for who they are and at the same time you know it's always a balance of like okay you're different than me, but you know, this is something we have to do. Like you've got to do this thing. You know, when it came to sports, I played soccer growing up, um, didn't play it in high school. I ended, ended before high school and, you know, around here, soccer is kind of the game that everybody starts at, um, usually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they both played soccer and they weren't really into it. And, and to be honest, I was, I didn't mind going to the field and, and, and watching him play, but it was kind of, I was like, it was more funny than a, a, a really a sport to me um, because all the kids are doing their own little thing. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're not even learning how to work as a team yet. It's more just on, you know, you'd be on the field when the ball comes to you, you do something with it as opposed to being like, Oh, there goes the ball. <laughs> you know? So when they, Max didn't care for it much and that was okay. I was fine with that. Um, and Jay kind of liked it. Didn't have a great coach though and went away from it. So, and then he ended up going back to it later on, like three, four, five years later. Um, Cause he can he realized in himself, you know, this is something I actually kind of like. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the challenge like with sports, you know, I, well, I, I wanted them to do something and get out, get some exercise. Um, but I was okay with them saying, you know what, this isn't for me. What's, what's funnier is that this was, I learned this with Max. I can't remember how old he was. I'm guessing he was like four or five, you know, for Christmas, we bought him a bunch of matchbox cars, something I loved as a kid. I'm like, he's going to love these. And he's like, Oh, this is cool. This is cool. Never picked him up again. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, Max, you want to play with the Matchbox cars? No. I'm like, really? really? Like, that's, that's not your thing? <laughs> and, you know, I had to learn along the way. It's like, they just, 
they're different. Um, you know, so accept them for who they are and then not just be like, oh, you like that other thing, but to be like, okay, great. You like that other thing. Let me see if I can, maybe I can't be as interested in it, but I can support them in, in that. Was there ever any resistance to like, you know what? I know, like, I want you to do this. And, and not so much like, like a disciplinarian thing or just like, like, like regular rules. It's almost like, like, was there ever an inclination that like, like, why don't, why aren't you more like me? Or why aren't you more like, like this person? Like, like, just do it. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, it, it wasn't the day they were born. I'm like, wow, they just have their own personalities. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to respect that. I had to learn. I mean, it was a learning process the whole time. And, and really Karen, you know, she helped me learn that as well. I just didn't, I didn't have a younger brother or sister, um, never, you know, really babysat kids or anything. So I was pretty clueless. So it took time and, you know, definitely, um, I wouldn't say you know, Max necessarily took the brunt of it, but you know, he was the first one you make your mistakes on. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it was definitely a learning process and I, you know, I wouldn't say to them like, what, why aren't you like me? It, it was more like, guys, listen, you need to do this or, or this is what we're doing. Um, you know, and when it wasn't like you said, like, if it's not something about, you know, disciplinary, the one thing was like with soccer, I was like, listen, you said you were going to play. So as long as, you know, they're not having a horrible time, I'm like, listen, you need, you need to show up for your team, trying to, trying to balance learning a lesson um, with, you know, what's, what's really important. Um, you know, if they absolutely hated soccer or something like that, I'd be like, fine, you don't have to go. We'll just quit. Um, but you know, they're both kind of like, yeah, but I want to go, but I don't want to go today. It's like, well, no, (laughs) you've got to go today. And, uh, you know, so really kind of balancing that. And there was never any punishment for something like that. It, It was more like, listen, you, you committed to this, you need to show up for it. Um, so it was a, usually a conversation. We never dragged them kicking and screaming because that just wouldn't make any sense. That that happened to me definitely as a kid once or twice. So it's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Let's not do that. And what made you want to show up in that way? Because, you know, you, you've got, again, like there are men out there who are like, I want my kid to be the next this mm-hmm. or want them to do the things that I didn't get to do. And it's like, okay, but the kid probably never did want to do that. Yeah. And to you, like, like, it sounds like it's a very conscious decision from the beginning. And so, so you, you don't have any siblings or you, you just don't have any younger siblings. I don't have any younger siblings. I have an older brother, two year older. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, like, I'm curious what made you made that decision. Like, you know what? They are different and I accept them for who they are. And I'm going to choose to, to show for them in that way, instead of just, mold kind of forcing them to mold into who you wanted who you maybe wanted or expected them to be Uh, yeah i think you know it was a i would say it was kind of an organic decision um Mm -hmm. you know like i said originally it was like oh they're going to be the perfect kids i'm they're going to obey me i'm going to make sure you know thinking like it like they're dogs you know (laughs) or you get a dog you say you know heal and they come and they sit right next to you it's i mean it's just not kids and that's yeah. That'd be horrible to actually do to a child. You want them to listen so they don't run out into a road, right? Um, mm-hmm. But 
I think it, you know, it's something that came over time as I realized that they are their own person. Um, you know, I certainly, I'm not one to say, you know, you must do this thing that really is, um, you know, it's an option, you know, um, if they said they didn't want to play soccer, we would never have signed up for soccer. Um, so I think, I don't know, I've, I guess I've always kind of been that way. It's like, well, why do something if it's not something that you want, really want to do, but we, you know, we want the kids to experience things. So if we can, you know, maybe cajole them a little bit to try something out, um, that, you know, so they can have that experience and say, yeah, I like it or no, I don't. Cause a lot of times kids will hear something and they'll be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And then they do it. And I'm like, oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> so, you know, you can't just take no for an answer all the time. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I think in general, I'm a gentle person. I'm not someone who usually gets very angry. And I, I um, certainly have gotten, you know, angry in my life and, and at the kids and stuff. But uh, I think I'm, a lot of times I, I live by the golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. You don't want somebody yelling at you, making you do something you don't want to do that you don't necessarily have to do. So. I love that. And well, tell me what is, you know, what, what is that, that part, that, that, that thing that you had in your relationship with maybe your dad or your mom or even both of them that you've been wanting to create in the relationship that you have with your kids? Um, yeah. So, you know, with, I, my father passed away when I was eight. Uh, he, he passed away from leukemia. So my mom raised my brother and I for most of our lives, obviously. Um, and, you know, well, I have good, you know, some good memories of him. Most of my memories are, you know, how my mother raised me. And I mean, she was just, she was just always there for us, um, which, you know, blows me away because I cannot imagine raising two kids on my own. I mean, it yeah. just, uh, to me, it's mind boggling. She, she did a, an incredible job. Um, so, you know, I was into comic books when I was a kid and before I could ride to the comic book store on my bike, she would take me there and she'd wait outside for like up to an hour <laughs> while I'm going through all the comics and everything. And, you know, that's just between that and then, you know, taking me to, I was into music. So I was in, um, you know, the school band and stuff, you know, she'd drive me around. So you know, being there for the kids, my mother definitely modeled that for me um, and doing all the kind things that she did for us. So, you know, I definitely was um, uh, very lucky to end up with the, the parents I did. Um, so I think I really, you know, got that from them. Um, I have to say that's where it, it probably came through that. And like I said, in general, I'm kind of a gentle person. I'm mm -hmm. usually pretty shy when it comes to groups of people and, and new people. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I think it just comes a little bit naturally to be uh, less forceful. What are you doing with your kids that is an upgrade from how, you know, how your dad raised you for your first eight years and how your mom raised you for the rest of your life? I'd say actually giving them more freedom. So there was, you know, there's definitely stuff we had to do as kids that we didn't want to do and, and still my kids have to today, like, you know, 
raking the yard and stuff like that. It's like, we all have to do that. But um, I felt like there was probably more structure, excuse me, when we were kids and today kind of like just letting them do their own thing um, and then supporting them in that. So, you know, um, for example, both the kids have been homeschooled and mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, school was very, it was rigid and you had to do your homework and, and Karen can attest to this every day I'd come home from work and they're doing, you know, they had school at home. Um, it's like, so what'd you guys learn today? And they're like, nothing. <laughs> what? Um, so that took, a, that it took a long time for me to learn. It's like, they're doing their own thing and they are learning. It's just hard to see sometimes. Mm -hmm. but they're both really intelligent kids. Um, and like I said, it, it, it took years for me to learn that, to let them kind of um, explore the edu educational areas on their own, you know, with a, obviously with the help of um, Karen. And then uh, they both ended up going to a school that was um, interest-led learning. So, even with that, I was still like, oh, you know, what are they going to learn? And, and they're both just obviously learning an incredible amount. They're both great human beings. Um, so like I said before, they taught me patience. And, and that's one of the things I've learned is that sometimes you can't get the measure of a person right of way. And you can't get the measure of what they're doing, what their goals and their aspirations are, who they're going to turn out to be. <laughs> Um, it just takes a long time sometimes to really see that and figure that out. And, uh, it's been neat watching them. And then, especially in the last, I'd say the last three years for Jay, who's 17 and with Max, it's probably been the last six or seven years. Um, cause they, they just hit an age where, um, you really start to see, make connections with, I remember when they were a baby even, and they were doing this thing and it just has followed them through their whole lives. They're part of their personality. So like the homeschooling stuff is interesting to me. So I know, I know a little bit about it. I'd love for you, like, like, what was that decision? What made you make the decision you and Kay mm -hmm. to take the kids out and put, and kind of be their teachers? Um, yeah, and, take care of that so karen you know she was a um a preschool teacher to begin with so she's got a very good background in education and uh max was having a hard time at school and the teacher uh, i don't think it was the teacher i think it was the principal or someone was like oh you know there's medication that can help we're like what they're just like jumping right to you know putting your kid on drugs <laughs> and it was mm. like you know, that's wrong. And Karen knew that was wrong. Um, we had a family down the road and we live right, literally like, we're like five houses away from the school, the elementary school. Mm -hmm. And there's a family that lived right next to the elementary school. And that's where we had our voting, you know, taking place, you know, for the town voting, you go to the school, your local school. And he was, uh, the husband was outside. He actually runs, he's dressed as a, um, as Ben Franklin, because he runs, uh, the uh, Freedom Trail tours in Boston. Okay. And so, you know, Karen's like, hey, who's this guy? <laughs> 
And, you know, because he's like, hey, vote, get the vote out. He's, you know, very much about voting. So she's talking to him and everything and finds out, oh, they homeschool. And, you know, he was like, yeah, it's great. You know, don't have to worry about this. Don't have to worry about that. The kids are happy. And uh, that, I think, helped really help convince Karen that that was the right thing to do. We also had another friend who's started homeschooling her son. So Karen had a few resources. Um, and for me, you know, to me, Karen's the pro. She knows what she's talking about. I was definitely nervous. I'm like, well, we can try it out, right? You can always go back. Um, I mean, and Max was, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't so much educational uh, decision. He was sick. He was like having night terrors. So every night he'd wake up screaming like he was being stabbed. It was horrendous. Uh, he was losing weight. He was having headaches. So I was like, yeah, whatever we can do, let's try it. And was that from going to school? Yeah. Anxiety. He was stressed out. He's, he was one of those kids who he, you know, they're tell taking a quiz and whoever finishes the quiz can go and play someplace. Right. So he, right away when someone finishes, you know, he's like, uh, I want to go play, you know, I'm not going to finish. And he can't concentrate at that point. So he gets really anxious. Mm. So, um, so yeah, he was like, basically we called it allergic to school. Um, mm. And so taking him out within six months, he was, if not fine, he was significantly better. Um, it was obviously that the stress from school was what was causing it. So, um, yeah, that was a, a, one of the kids, things the kids taught me is everybody learns at their own pace. You know, it's a, the schools meet maybe 80% of the requirements for, for most of the kids, but there's that 20% of the kids who just don't really, you know, may not fit that mold and, and can struggle. And I'm so curious, like the amount of trust and the amount of faith that you guys had that this was going to work. It, like, it sounded like it was, there was also like a huge reason why, you know, night terrors mm -hmm. is, and just his reaction towards school. Like the way I grew up, my first inclination is like, all right, well, he probably just has to get over it. Yeah. I'm well, curious how many people have told, how many people told you that? You know, I think that's kind of what the teacher had said to him. Like, mm. you know, I can't remember exactly what the words were or something, but it's kind of like, well, you kind of have to do what you have to do, Max. And that doesn't work on a little kid. I mean, it might work on a kid who, who isn't having the problem that he was having, but um, you know, he just, it, it, we knew he was sick. I mean, really in a sense, he was getting sick because of school. So um, it was at that point, it was like, I don't care if he's learning. I just want him to be better. I could also use a good night's sleep myself. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's kind of like, we, we have this thing where we had our smoke detectors for like years would go off two to three times a year, at least in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's what it was like every time with him. So it's like, you knew, you know, you don't ever want to see your kids sick, but when they're, when they're like that, it's, you know, you need to do something. And we knew we could always put them back in school. I mean, it's, that's the thing. It's, you know, it's a public school system. You can always put them back into school. Um, and I think we had, well, one of the things that originally we were like, well, maybe we should have kept them back a year. We're like, but still this, 
it, you know, holding him back means he's still in school. He's still subject to, to all of these stresses that he wasn't dealing with well. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, so I'm guessing, like, in this realm of homeschooling, because not only did Max go, but, but Jay went too. And I'm guessing you, you also, I mean, I don't know how, did you meet other people who were homeschooling their kids too? Like, was that an easier thing to do now that you're in this world? Yeah, you know, I think with the advent of social media, um, homeschooling, homeschooling was growing anyway. You know, the, the original thought everybody has is people who are homeschooling are religious. They're, they're homeschooling for religious reasons um, or for, you know, their, their child has a major learning disability or something like that that the schools couldn't meet. And that actually couldn't be farther from the truth. It was people who just either, for, for whatever reason, their kids didn't do well in school. And it was very easy to connect um, with other homeschoolers. Now, I'm not the one who did it. I mean, that was really Karen. Um, but, you know, so she met the people down the street and her friend was homeschooling. So those were two connections that led to more connections. And then with all of the online um, uh, availability of, you know, for people to connect, um, you know, people were scheduling park days and, um, you know, days to museums and, and things like that. So it really was not isolating at all. The biggest concern everybody would have is like, well, how will your kids be socialized? How will they know yeah. how to interact? That was, that was the least of our concerns. There's plenty of socialization. Absolutely, plenty of socialization. And school, the reality is kids learn for about four hours a day in school, even though they're there for eight. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're actually having to have your kids sit at home for eight hours a day learning and then go out and get that half hour of recess with friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you get two to four or five, six hours of, of education in whatever that might mean in a day. And then you've got, you know, uh, two hours a day where you can go and hang out with friends, but often it was more today's park day. Today's the day we socialize like crazy and have tons of fun, you know, and the next day you do school, you know? Yeah. I mean, like now, now I'm look, like, I want to be homeschooled now. No, yeah, 30 years old like, and I want to do it now. You know, the way you're showing it. And I'm curious. So like, I have some ideas for why, but I'm curious, what were the reasons why you decided to also homeschool Jay? So Jay would have been one of those kids who would have been um, labeled hyper. Mm. So I don't know if you ever played uh, the Wii Sports with yeah. the the sort the fencing, right? Wow. Nobody could beat Jay. I mean, he was I don't know how old he was, five years old. He would just jump and just swing, 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 and he had so much energy. Um, if he's watching a movie, he would stand in front of the TV and just bounce like Tigger. I mean, he, he just couldn't sit still. And, and um, the fact was, it's like, well, you're homeschooling one, homeschooling another isn't really much more work. And why have to worry about sending him to school when you're already having a good experience with, you know, your other kid. Um, and then, you know, they both, if they wanted to, and they wanted to go to school, we would have sent them back to school, but neither of them wanted to go. Um, they did, like I said, once, I think Max was 16. I can't remember when he started. 
maybe 15. Um, and Jay was 17. I think Jay was 14. They started, uh, Max went for a year before Jay did, but to this interest-led learning school. And it's, it's non-coercive, which basically means if the kids don't want to take a class, they don't take a class. There's a bunch of different classes that are available to them and they take what they're interested in. And um, they love that school. They did not want to miss a day of that school. Wow. Yeah. So seeing that and how that type of education works versus, you know, the kids who go to a high school, go stand in line, go, you know, bell rings, you know, you've got to be a place before the bell rings and other bell rings. You know, I grew up in it. I did okay. Many people do. But um, to see kids who don't have to live by those um, column standards, uh, you know, they, I think they get a, a very different view of the world. They're very lucky. And I feel very privileged. I think my kids are privileged to be able to um, have the education that they've had. Who would you say, so like, again, like, I love what you mentioned. There, there isn't one way of learning. Yeah. And I know, I know for, for me, like you learn visually, mm-hmm. you learn like reading auditory. And for me, I also learn like learn by doing that to yeah. me is a big one. And I'm curious, like, cause they're like the biggest person who I feel like would benefit from this conversation is probably like a, the parent with a kid who's been labeled ADHD or labeled with all these things and they they need to be medicated yeah. and, and they have these behavioral issues. Like, who would you say would benefit from homeschool? Like why? Like, and I don't want to use this as a platform of like, yeah, like we're, we're selling you on homeschool. It's more like <laughs> I, I can feel just the enormous um, benefits mm-hmm. from, from your kids and just from hearing from you and from Kay. And like, I'm curious, like, why yeah. would someone do this? Yeah, I think it, it really depends. I think, you know, um, my background is in audio uh, sound recording technology, mm-hmm. even though I don't do that now. And people always used to come up and say to me, knowing that I had this background, I would say, Hey, I want to buy a new pair of speakers. Which one should I get? And I'd say, get the ones that sound good to you. <laughs> like mm. some people don't hear certain frequencies or, or don't really care. Well, why would you spend hundreds of dollars on speakers when, you know, the ones for a hundred dollars, you're happy with. So when it comes to education, it's kind of the same thing. If, if your kids are doing well and you, you don't have an inclination to teach them yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, your public school may be perfectly fine or, you know, you send them to a private school, whatever your choice is. Um, So it's not like a, a child has to have a problem to be homeschooled. A child doesn't have to be typical to be homeschooled. Um, but you have a lot more control over their education. Um, you know, so it can, I think it could benefit anybody. Um, but of course, you know, it is homeschooling. It's really, it's done by the parent or parents um, as well as even siblings, right? If you, depending on how old, how much older your children are from the other children you have. Cause I, we do know families that, you know, there's quite a, a difference in between and I know that, um, you know, you certainly can have uh, the older kids start teaching the younger kids on some things. So, you know, it, I think it could apply to anybody, but obviously 
you've got to be able to take the time, have the um, have the right personality, right? Because most people I meet, they're like, oh my God, I never have the patience for it, you know? Um, and I think I am, we've been extremely lucky that we've got Karen. I mean, she, first of all, I call her the child whisperer. You know, she, she just, she understands kids. She knows how to work with them. Um, so it, it makes it that much easier. But, you know, if anybody was interested in, in homeschooling, I mean, that's the first thing, right? If someone says, you know, that might be something that we should look into, that might be the right kind of person for it. If it's something that people, someone goes, oh my God, no way, never, ever, ever, ever. Like I have nothing to do with it. Probably not the right personality, you know, to do it. Cause obviously it's, it's a commitment, you know? Yeah. And, and there's a wisdom in what you're saying. And just also, uh, what is it called? Like consistency, like, mm -hmm. is this a right fit for you? Mm -hmm. Does this work with your personality? Does this work for the kids? Does it work for the kid? Because we certainly have known people who homeschooled and now their kids go to school because that's what the kid wanted to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's listening to your children. This is a, it's mm -hmm. not for us. It wasn't school at home. It was simply education at home. So, you know, we didn't have desks. The kids sat at and at eight o'clock. You had to be at your desk. It was nothing like that at all. There are many days they were in their pajamas all day long. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't mean they're learning. It just means we didn't have the obstacle of, you know, getting around, making sure that you were dressed before you went to school, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, you can learn, we all know this, you can learn whether you're in your, your pajamas or not, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, it uh, I think it, anybody could do it. It's certainly a, easier for some people than it would be for others. What is some advice that you have for the dad who, you know, his kid is maybe having some behavioral issues or maybe um, he's being labeled as the trouble kid or the one who, who's the, the troublemaker. And he's like, everyone's telling you like, look, you, he needs to be on something um, or he's not a good fit here. Like it's almost like, cause again, like, I, you're the, the only, you, you're the, you guys are the only couple that I know that has homeschooled anyone. So like, it's like, I, I don't even know what I don't know. Yeah. And what is some advice that you would give to that parent? Who's like, maybe their kid has night terrors right now and they don't know what to do. You know, um, trust your gut. You know, I certainly would never say that, that, the educators in our public school system don't know what they're talking about. Cause I think there's lots of good teachers. There's lots of good administration people. Um, but trust your gut. You know, if you're, if your kid is having problems and you're not sure why it's, it's time to time to figure out what the cause is. And it's not always easy. It's not something that you can get straight, straight, that's straightforward. Um, you know, we didn't go through what a lot of parents go through, which is let's diagnose and label the cause. Um, Cause you know, you hear nowadays, it's like every, it went from like, I don't know, these are bogus numbers, but it was something like, you know, 2% of children have autism to 25% have autism now. And yeah. 
No, it's just that they just expanded the label and mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, we weren't, we weren't into that. And again, Karen led most of this. This, this is something I've learned along the way. And I mean, she's done a lot of learning as well, but um, the school, because they have to report, right? They, this is a, a public institution. They must say, you know, this is what the kid has and this is how we're going to, to treat it or, or, or manage it or whatever. They have to have a label on it. And that's, it's tough uh, for parents. I, I feel for parents who have to go through that. We know people who have gone through it and they have to fight for their, their kids' rights and, and to get uh, the kids to be able to be educated, I won't say educated differently, but treated so that, you know, the kids are able to learn in their own way. Um, if, you know, if your kid's starting to encounter problems, first of all, realize they're still your kid. You know, it doesn't mean they're going to have necessarily have some sort of lifelong issue. Um, it's just learning what is the cause, what, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. You know, it's almost like anything else. And I'm, I'm probably grossly oversimplifying for some families, because obviously there are children who have severe special needs. Um, you know, but uh, for those people whose kids just don't maybe seem to fit in, um, it's helping your kids understand, you know, figure out who they are and in what areas they feel comfortable and that they can excel and, and environments, you know, that they're comfortable and, and where they can excel. You know, it's not easy. That's, that's for certain. And we just, we were, like I said, we were very fortunate that we could take Max out of school and then we watched him get better. That was, um, that was in, in a way quite amazing, you know, and we're lucky that we were able to do that. And it's, it's one thing of saying like, Hey, like I'm, I have my kid. Uh, he went through the, like, he's been going through this. I, I'm doing homeschool and he's, he seems to be doing a great improvement. But then there's the other thing of like, look, we did this and we finished it. And here's where we are now. So where would you say um, like Max is now, like, like compared to maybe other people his age? So, yeah, you know, it, it, if we didn't have the pandemic, it'd probably be easier to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I think Max is like a lot of young adults his age are struggling a bit because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so he was going to uh, community college and when the pandemic hit, he stayed in during the initial, uh, that initial um, semester, semester. Mm -hmm. and then he decided, okay, I'll go for the fall semester, which was all online and he hated it. So he's, he's like, I'm, I'm done with this. So we decided to take the next semester off. And one of the things he always wanted to do was um, uh, become an EMT. So he made the decision, he went kind of back to that dream and uh, took a summer course, became an EMT and is now working for an, uh, an ambulance company. Um, so in general, I'd say he's actually doing very well. He's following his dream. He's, he's so intelligent and so smart. You know, the other day, I can't remember, I, I, it was something about COVID Oh no. Cause I got my booster shot and, mm -hmm. and I felt horrible, you know, 12 hours later. And I was like, Oh, you know, maybe it was cause this, right. I asked him, 
you know, some question about it. And right away, he's like, oh, well, I can't tell you for certain because, you know, that's really, you know, you have to have a degree in uh, virology or something for this. But, and he just goes off and I'm like, oh my God, I knew asking him was the right thing. I knew he <laughs> might not have the perfect answer, but he, he had an answer for it. Um, you know, both the kids are, they think for themselves. They're very intelligent. They, they um, were both into the humanities uh, in, the, in this interest-led uh, learning school. And they're just such good people. They're such nice people. So I'd say, you know, for Max right now, being 21, he's actually doing very well. You know, of course he's got struggles and, and challenges, um, but nothing that, um, that can't be overcome and nothing that, uh, you know, had we kept him in school and gone through, you know, we don't never know what might've happened, mm -hmm. but I would, I would bet we did much better. Uh, he's done much better with the path that we took than having to, uh, stayed in school. If we were to go back in time with each of your sons, what would you do differently? Mm. <laughs> well, if I had the knowledge that I have today, I mean, I certainly would have, I would have not um, had to go through all of the relearning, right? So saying, oh, you know, what'd you guys learn today? <laughs> I'm putting them on the spot about school, uh, homeschooling and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> I would, I probably would actually have spent more time fostering the things that they love. Um, you know, I tried to, I tried to support it as much as I could before, but I think now um, I'm, I'm not always the most confident person. Mm -hmm. I look back now, I'm like, yeah, I knew this then, and I knew this then, but I just, I, I wasn't really certain about it. Um, so I probably would have spent more, a little more time, uh, supporting them in the, in the areas that, um, they're actually excelling at right now. They both love music. They both play, um, guitar and, and bass and Max plays, uh, what's it called? It's like the lab steel, which is kind of guitar. Okay. Um, so, um, I probably would have fostered their love of music even more earlier on, but at the same time, sometimes really that's one of the things I learned. You've, they've gotta be at a point in their life where they're ready. Mm. They both love music, but had we said, hey, we're gonna make you take lessons earlier on, that might not have worked. It might've said, you know, they're like, I don't wanna do that. That's not for me. And it might've pushed them away from it. So, you know, you always watch the sci-fi shows when they're like, oh, you know, don't go back in time because you could change the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if I knew what I knew now, I could I could screw things up pretty bad. <laughs> if I it, it's to... a it's a tough question because yeah. it's like at the end of the day, everything led us to where we are now. It, yeah, they are who they are because of decisions we made and because of decisions they made. Mm. So, um, let's do the flip side of that question. What would you do the same? Uh, homeschool, that's for certain. Um, I 
send them, um, definitely send them to the school that they, they went to, this interest-led learning school. Probably if I were to do it a little bit differently, I would have looked into that sooner, mm. maybe. Um, although that school was kind of just getting off the ground earlier. So, um, you know, spending the, the family vacations, definitely. Uh, we also, up until probably two years ago, probably, yeah, probably when the pandemic started, almost every night we were sitting down to eat uh, dinner as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, that was huge. We, we would have great discussions with the kids at dinner. Um, it was, it's definitely one of the things that I think, you know, Karen probably would agree was so important, uh, throughout, um, our family's life is having dinner together or a meal together each day. Everybody's rushing around and you sit down, you enjoy your food and you have a conversation. And that's when I would learn a lot about the kids because I was, you know, working during the day. I spent uh, probably six years of their lives uh, finishing two different basements in the two houses that we lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's times I didn't get to see them or talk to them or do something with them. Um, so definitely eating dinner together was really important. You know, it was kind of like, how was your day? Would you, what did you do today? What, you know, what was fun today? You know, uh, not asking, what did you learn today? <laughs> but, you know, what was fun today? Or, you know, what, you know, you don't seem like you're in a good mood. What was bad? So really sitting down and talking, listening, you know, asking yeah. questions that they might want to answer that helps you understand them. Yeah, time is one of those currencies that it's, it, it's the most expensive mm-hmm. and it's also the, the priceless one. Um, what, what are some of your proudest moments as a dad so far? Um, honestly, the, for, for Max right now, becoming an EMT. I mean, to me, he, he wants to do it because he wants to help people. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just interested in, in the sciences. Um, you know, so for that, the, the biology and, and, and medicine and things, um, to have a child who has, we've always wanted our kids to contribute to society in some way, shape or form. Now, it doesn't have to be huge. We just don't want them to be, you know, uh, takers in a sense, you know, people who are just living and not contributing. And, you know, our, our goal is to make sure our kids were contributing positively, not, um, not that I hate the word takers even, but just, uh, didn't want them to sit back and just be consumers, you know? Mm. So really proud of Max for um, taking this dream that he kind of put aside a few years ago when he started going to um, community college Mm -hmm. and and saying, you know what, that's what I really want to do doing it. And now he's doing something that helps people. Um, And, and other kids, uh, other young adults, I should say, during the pandemic, I mean, a lot of them struggled. They were like, they don't know what to do. And he made a decision, uh, you know, and it's a huge decision, right? Because he's not going to school. It was a financial decision because you have to put money out to go and, and get that education. And then to say, okay, this is a job I'm going to do for at least a little while. So very proud of him for that. Um, and Jay, 
he is <laughs> um, each year, I want to say he's gone three years and two of the years at this school, he's been voted the community, like a community pillar. He's gotten the community pillar award. Um, he, and, and the teachers just talk about him so highly. They love him. Um, and he's, they basically have said, you know, there's, there's a few kids each year who kind of make the school work. You know, this is a very small school of like 25, 35 kids. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jay is one of those kids. He helps the school run. And um, he's just got so much empathy for people. Um, too much sometimes. Um, you know, I can hold you back as well, but he's, he's just such a good kid. He's so nice um, and, and cares so much, you know, that uh, it's like you can't help but be proud of him. So they're both just they're really good kids. I can't, you know, 21 years ago, I was like, had the most weirdest ideas about how my kids would be right. (laughs) In terms of how they would act and everything. It hasn't turned out at all. Like I planned, (laughs) Um, but it's turned out great and absolutely fabulous. They're they're really good kids. On the flip side of that, what would you say is your biggest regret? Um, Definitely been a few of those. Um, one of my biggest regrets, and it kind of actually kind of goes back to finishing the basement. <laughs> um, the basements, we were just at, about a month, two, two months ago, had a campfire with some neighbors and we we're talking about all the home improvement stuff we've all been doing. And, you know, it, it's a time suck. And I was like, you know, I spent literally spent 10 years, um, it was probably a total of like a, a, a amount of six, but it went on for 10 years finishing two different basements because we we I finished a basement at one house and then we moved that took me three years of that house and then I spent seven years in this house slowly refinishing the basement and it took so much time away from the family mm. that that is one of my biggest regrets I I don't know how I would do it differently exactly but I just feel like I would come home I would eat dinner I would go down to the basement and then by the time I'd come back up it's time for their bed and you know we I would read, read to them and stuff. So it's not like I wasn't involved in that, but I kind of missed all that stuff from coming home until bedtime. Um, except meals, obviously, like I said, we, we uh, eat dinner together. So that, that's one uh, big regret that I have. It's not spending that time. Cause you like, you can't get that back. Yeah, no, that's it. That is the consistent thing that I've heard with every single person I've spoken to. Yeah. And it's hard to realize that and recognize it in the moment, you know, but um, sometimes. Yeah. It's like, Hey, like I, I tomorrow, next time oh, I got to yeah. do what I got to do. And then yeah. before, you know, like even, like even if it's just one year it's like, okay, that hey, that's a year mm-hmm. and they're not going to be seven anymore. Yep. So that, that's so, so interesting there. And I'm curious with regard to, so there are a variety of people who listen to this. And one of my missions, you know, help prepare that relationship with, with dad and their kids. And for the man who's not in his child's life as often, um, maybe, you know, custody battle. So he's, he's there. He probably has them every other weekend. 
or maybe he he lives in another state and doesn't see him as often or maybe he lives in another country and he sees him even less what is some advice that you'd like to give him you know i've i've like i said i've been very fortunate in my life so you know i it's hard for me to kind of put myself in the position of someone who doesn't get a chance to see their kids. Um, you know, if they if they really care about them, um, it's got to be extremely difficult to be away from your kids that that much, um, or to struggle to have a relationship with them. So, you know, knowing what I know now about how how people are and how how kids can be, I'd say as as much as you can listen to them. You know, especially when they're teenagers, it's really hard <laughs> to get them to talk. Um, just have as much empathy as you can. Listen to them, understand what they love and what they don't like, and try to be more flexible about, you know, not necessarily your beliefs, but be open-minded and, you know, maybe try some things you've never thought you would put, put aside those things that those preconceived notions about how your children should be, mm-hmm. you know, what they should be able to do or not, you know, things they shouldn't be into. Um, it's um, the more you can listen and learn from them. I think then you'll have a better chance of making a better connection with them, you know, because for them, it's all about them, right? You know, kids are really self-centered. It's hard for them. Uh, And and as they get older, you know, they start seeing the world around them and they can, they can start relating and and stuff. But um, kids only see, especially when they're young, it's so much about, um, how things are impacting them. So if you can make them the most important person in the room when you're with them or when you're on the phone with them, I think that that would really help. Just open your mind, listen, even those things that you have doubts about, just if you can, you put them aside. Just just try to understand your child by listening to them. For the dad who's expecting, mm-hmm. or maybe the dad who's just just became a new dad, what is some advice that you want to give to him? Throw aside your preconceived notions. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, it's um, again, you'll be surprised. Listen and watch your kids, and they're going to teach you, you know, so much um, about people and. You know, just watch them. Enjoy as much time as you can with them. Uh, it goes by really quick, even though it doesn't seem like it's going to, especially when they're babies. You're like, you're tired. You're a zombie. Um, but you get used to it. Um, definitely have seen that. Been there myself. I've watched people go through it. And I'm like, yep, you're in the zombie phase. And I, I predict within one or two months, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you know, and it, it's true for the most part, right? Everybody's like, okay, I didn't know I could go you know, operate on four to six hours of sleep. So, um, you know, yeah, it's hard at first, but just, uh, again, I think it comes down to be, be really open-minded. You know, everybody really wants the best for their kids who would want anything else. Um, but sometimes the best is 
only you only learn what the best is by listening and watching and talking to them. So enjoy it while you can. I love that. And so this part, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. This isn't for anyone in particular listening. Uh, well, actually it is in particular. Um, what is something that you want to tell Max and Jay? Hmm. You know, I'd say how proud of them I am. And every now and then I do say that, you know, but probably don't tell them enough. I don't want it to go to their heads. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, they, I am extremely proud of who they are and who they are becoming and the way they treat other people and creatures in this world. I believe they're, they're I'm just so proud that they're such loving and caring people. Um, and that, you know, they can do anything that they want to. They really can. It's all a matter of um, keeping the, in mind that they are so capable. I don't think any child would want to hear that less. So I no. definitely invite you to tell them even more. Mm -hmm. I, I, they sound like very humble people. I don't think anyone gets community pillar award because they're not humble or someone wants to be an MT for that reason. So I'd love, I, yeah, I'd love, uh, yeah, tell them, man. Yeah. Tell them more. Oh, that's awesome. Ben, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your advice. You've uh, really opened my eyes with a lot of stuff. Um, just seeing your kids and seeing like, just listen to that gut instinct. That, that to me was probably the thing that stood out the most. Listen to your gut instinct, trust yourself. And also they're different people. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. This has been fun. I, I love talking about my kids sometimes. <laughs> One of them. I love Ben. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome.